Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Church Within You podcast. I'm Elder Barbara, your host. The Word of God says in the book of Matthews, the 16th chapter at the 18th verse, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Praise God for the reading of his holy word. I am so glad that you decide to join this podcast today. And I pray that when it concludes, that you have a little extra tidbit or two to add to your spiritual plate. Thank you once again for tuning in. Let's sit back and take a listen and see what today's podcast have for us. Blessings. Trees snap like toothpicks are fly upward, wrenched from the earth. Whole rooftops sail, cars tumble like toys, walls collapse, and a mountain of water jumps the shore and engulfs the land. A hurricane cuts and tears, and only solid foundations survive her unbridled fury. But those foundations can be used for rebuilding after the storm. For any building, the foundation is critical. It must be deep enough and solid enough to withstand the weight of the building and other stresses. Lives are like buildings, and the quality of their foundation will determine the quality of the whole. Too often, inferior materials are used, and when tests come, lives crumble. Job was tested with a life filled with prestige, possessions, and people. He was suddenly assaulted on every side, devastated, stripped down to his foundation. But his life was built on God, and he endured. Job, the book tells the story of Job, the man of God. It is a gripping drama of riches to rags to riches, a theological treatise about suffering and divine sovereignty, and a picture of faith that endures. As you read Job, analyze your life and check your foundation, and may you be able to say that when all is gone but God, he is enough. I would like to read in your hearing the first three chapters of the book of Job. In these chapters, you will hear of Job's character and wealth in verses 1 to 12. Verses 13 to 22 speaks of when the Lord God allowed Satan to test Job. And chapter 2 draws us deeper as Job loses his health. And in chapter 3, Job cries out against the day he was born. The Book of Job. Blessings. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God with reverence, 
and abstained from and turned away from evil because he honored God. He had seven sons and three daughters. He also possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke pairs of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very great number of servants, so that this man was the greatest and wealthiest and most respected of all the men of the East, which was Northern Arabia. His sons used to go in turn and feast in the house of each one on his day. And they would send word and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the days of their feasting were over, Job would send for them and consecrate them, rising early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Job did this at all such times. Now there was a day when the sons of God, angels, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, that adversary, that accuser, also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Then Satan answered the Lord, From roaming around on the earth and from walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered and reflected on my servant Job? For there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God with reverence and abstains from and turns away from evil because he honors God. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch, destroy all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that Job has is in your power. Only do not put your hand on the man himself. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Satan allowed to test Job. Now there was a day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans attacked and swooped down on them and took away the animals. They also killed the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, 
another messenger also came and said, the fire of God, lightning, has fallen from the heavens and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and have taken them away and have killed the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger also came and said, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the desert and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they died and I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head in mourning for the children. And he fell to the ground and worshiped God. He said, naked without possessions, I came into this world from my mother's womb and naked I will return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Job loses his health. Again, there was a day when the sons of God, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan, that adversary, that accuser also came among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Then Satan answered the Lord from roaming around on the earth and from walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered and reflected on my servant Job? For there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God with reverence and abstains from and turns away from evil because he honors God. And still he maintains and holds tightly to his integrity. Although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause, Satan answered the Lord, skin for skin. Yes, a man will give all he has for his life. But put forth your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and severely afflict him and he will curse you to your face. So the Lord said to Satan, behold, he is in your hand, only spare his life. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome boils and agonizing painful sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And Job took a piece of broken pottery with which to strape himself and he sat down among the ashes, the rubbish, the heaps. Then his wife said to him, 
do you still cling to your integrity and your faith and trust in God without blaming him? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the spiritually foolish women speaks, ignorant and oblivious to God's will. Shall we indeed accept only good from God and not also accept adversary and disaster? In spite of all this, Job did not sin with words from his lips. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this adversary that had come upon him, each one came from his own place. Eliphaz, the Tenonite, Bildad, the Shuhite, Zophar, the Naamanite, for they had made an appointment together to come to sympathize with him and to comfort him. When they looked from a distance and did not recognize him because of his disfigurement, they raised their voices and wept, and each one tore his robe in grief, and they threw dust over their heads toward the sky in sorrow. So they sat down on the ground with Job for seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his pain was very great. Job, the third chapter. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job said, Let the day on which I was born perish, and the night which announced there is a man-child conceived. May the day be darkness. Let God above not care about it, nor light shine on it. Let darkness and gloom claim it for their own. Let a cloud settle upon it. Let all that blacken the day terrify it, the day that I was born. As for that night, let darkness seize it. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not be counted in the number of the months. Behold, let that night be barren and empty. Let no joyful voice enter it. Let those curse it who curse the day who are skilled in rising up, Lathiathan. Let the stars of its early dawn be dark. Let the morning wait in vain for the light. Let it not see the eyelids of morning, the day's dawning, because it did not shut the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide trouble from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Come forth from the womb and expire. Why did the knees receive me? And why the breast that I would nurse? For now I would have lain down and been quiet. I would have slept then. I would have been at rest in death. With kings and counselors of the earth, who built up now desolate ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver, are like a miscarriage which is hidden and put away, I would not exist, like infants who never saw light.
There the wicked cease from raging, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They do not hear the taskmaster's voice. The small and the great are there, and the servant is free from his master. Why is the light given to him who is in misery, and life to the bitter in soul, who wait for death, but it does not come, and dig for death more than for hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly, and rejoice when they find the grave? Why is the light of day given to a man whose way is hidden, and whom God has hedged in? For my groaning comes at the sight of my food, and my eyes are poured out like water. For the thing which I greatly fear comes upon me, and that of which I am afraid has come upon me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. And I am not at rest, and yet trouble still comes upon me. Once again, I thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the Church Within You podcast, now available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, or hopefully from wherever you log in. Next time, please invite a friend or two. I welcome your support in getting the word out to those near and dear to you. Be sure to click subscribe. This is Elder Barbara. Have a blessed rest of your day. So glad you chose to tune in. Blessings.